You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. This is Marshall. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Katie, recording here in the back of the Kush dispensary. What's been going on this week? Well, it's been Valentine's this week, so oh. everyone's in the Wait, love know, mood. Did Chris get his foot massage? No, I don't think so. Did he ask for one? Was that on here? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, no. I, I thought he always no. asked for one. Probably, but I don't like feet. Touching feet, that's <laughs> maybe gross. That, maybe that's why he always says it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. What did you guys do for Valentine's Day? We did nothing. Yeah, we didn't either. I guess that's what happens when you're together for 12 years. Yeah. We did nothing. I mean, we ate dinner. We had some champagne. I didn't know we were trading cards and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was the guy next day getting the fifty percent off. Okay. Going, I'm really sorry. I didn't know we were doing. This. this is this is a thing. I didn't even say this to Chris, and now he's not even here to to say anything. But like, Chris is a card person. He likes cards. He thinks that they're like important. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and he didn't give me I've a card this year. Wondered what you do with the cards. Yeah. What see, do we do the with thing. the cards you after? Read it and throw it away. Yeah. Do you? Ju- but you just. But, but if, if it's they're a card person, yeah. they gave it to you. You feel like, oh, they think this is important. Like I got to keep it or something. Yeah. Like I literally ha- used to have a drawer of cards because I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I had to keep them. You can't reuse them either. Like right, because they have it written to you. Yeah. I don't it's know. Just, I've always wondered what you do with them. Well, yeah. I think everybody just not buy them. <laughs> you you don't buy them. <laughs> But I don't want to say that because there's card people out there and oh, they're yeah. important to a oh, lot of yeah. people. Apparently my girlfriend's one of them. I didn't know. <laughs> so <is Chris. laughs> yeah, I got in trouble for that one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Learning. <laughs> Learning. Yeah. You're new. Yeah. yeah you're yeah, new yeah. in the relationship. But, um, so yeah, that's what's going on. Love, love and cards and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Love and cards. Uh, uh, speaking of love, do we got? Is there another? They they list out the new date for the next uh, meetup where the everybody was all together. The, the bazaar. Bazaar. It's um, the twenty sixth. It's a March? couple of Saturdays away. Next no, is it next February? Saturday. Yeah, February twenty sixth. I believe so. Okay. Yep. Next Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. Three to eight. Not, it usually goes to nine, but I feel like people are about to wrap up at eight, and that should it should be three to eight. It really <laughs> s- it, it stopped at yeah, I was gonna say it stopped at eight last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. We had a Tasty Farms booth out there. We uh, we have we'll be there again uh, next Saturday. I think it's next Saturday. Okay, cool. Hey, well, introduce yourself. Well, my name is Kat, and me and my family own the Groovy Cats Dispensary okay. on 11th Street between Sheridan and Yale. And then me and my boyfriend are helping a grow called Tasty Farms Tulsa and uh, processing. Okay. Yes. Uh, are you from here? Or? I am from here, born and raised in Oklahoma. Uh, I love music. or uh, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay, yep. but here in Tulsa? Here in Tulsa. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Where'd you go to school? I went to school in Catoosa. Okay. Graduated okay. from there. Went to OU for a little bit. And then just really hit the ground running with music. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. What uh, kind of music? Hip hop, underground hip hop. Um, I used to promote and do shows. I work for the Vanguard in downtown Tulsa. I help him do his Do you you know there's a guy, I think his name's Brandon uh, Know Enough or Brandon Not Know, something. There was a guy that I'd I'd talked to a couple years ago that uh, I didn't realize there was such a big uh, underground hip-hop scene here. Yeah, it used to be really, really, it used to be a lot bigger, but yeah, it's, it's still pretty big. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, I had no I clue. Had that. enough. Brandon had enough. Some of his Instagram. Okay. Or yeah. He does. I think he does quite a bit of that stuff. Yep. Yep. You guys all meet to, up every once in a while and do. Yep. He used to be on a couple of my shows. Oh, you see, so you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. COVID kind of like changed a lot of things. Yeah. So there's some people who really aren't doing it anymore, uh, or some people are only doing it like from their house, like on a podcast, YouTube type. Where they can stay away from crowds. So, but I mean, it's still there. Oklahoma's got quite an underground crowd. Yeah, that's. I would have never thought of that. Mm. Yeah. They, where were they? Where were they performing before? Besides Vanguard. Um. So before Vanguard was Vanguard, it was the Marquee, and mm. they would do stuff there. The Blue Dome, like diner, had like mm. a lounge type thing, yep. and then before that, we oh, would yeah. do stuff at the Pink Eye. Okay. And I think the pink guy was on 11th Street. He let us do whatever the fuck we wanted. Will the Blue like Dome Diner just open up again, please? Like I know. I don't even know what's there. Everything. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a diner and a bar. And then like right next to it was a, a venue. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like right in the smack dab in the middle of downtown. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you know, you probably might not know this, but since you talked about, you know, hip hop, I it'd be really cool if we got a little feature of it too today but did you know katie knows how to beatbox what oh my gosh i do not we should have a show oh my bad i thought oh. <laughs> i thought you did she said i do not <laughs> <laughs> that's another katie <laughs> i thought we'd at least get something out of i mean it, right? hey yeah we could do a whole show out of it you know yeah have you perform and everything yeah and she's like yeah let's i'll do come it. do it on your podcast so that there's video so okay. everyone can see so, yes <laughs> the facial expressions are the best so uh so what what do you do in rb are you you're up there getting down with it are oh you, hell are you, no are you spinning <laughs> no hell no i'm just the background person okay. i'm usually just the manager and the promoter ah gotcha yeah gotcha, gotcha. i do all the hard work and make them look all good and oh. and shit you know okay i just don't write anything i can't i've tried all right, so what got you into uh, cannabis? Um, I have spina bifida, which is a neurological disease um, with my spinal cord and uh, some nerves. And then I actually have a prosthetic limb that I lost uh, five days before I turned 15. And so I found cannabis when I was 11. Somebody's aunt was asking me what I was taking in my pocket because she would see me playing outside. And then I would take something and then I would just be sick as a dog. She was like, what are you doing? And I was like 9, 10, 11 dosing myself with 10 milligram Laura tabs, Percocets and stuff like that because of my spina bifida and the surgeries and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, she was like, here, try this. And once I tried it, that was it. (laughs) She had cancer. So she was a cancer patient, and so she was uh, using cannabis. She was like, I don't give a fuck. Cancer patient, like, yeah. <laughs> well, she was looking at me, and she was like, you're 11. Why do you have, a ten, why do you have yeah. 10 milligram lower tabs? 
in your name at 11. And I was like, oh, I got a whole ass cabinet at home. Like, you can what come check out everything. What did your mom think? Like, how's your mom feel about this? So my mom uh, actually divorced my dad when we were way younger because he had a party or something like that. And there was cannabis in the house. And she had a bunch of DHS problems because everybody was blaming her for a bunch of stuff that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And she was always having to show them, like, yo, she has spina bifida. This is what we're doing. So he had a party. That was there. She divorced him, kicked him out, was like, here you go. And she's totally against it. She's actually allergic to the whole plant as a whole. The CBD side, the hemp side, all of it. She's allergic to the whole plant. I didn't know there was such a thing. There yeah, is maybe. very such a thing. Yeah. So after that, she was just like, no, you know, I got kids. I'm dealing with all this. I'm allergic. Get out. They ended up getting back together. He got his stuff together. He has ulcerative colitis. And um, me and my kiddo had to move back in with him. And when we did, my dad has a little what I call a snoop shed in the back, in the backyard. And he goes in there and smokes. And he was smoking his cigarettes in there. And they were doing a lot of research on the ulcerative colitis, what would help him, what would help the pain. And my friend at the time was hanging out and got him to try cannabis again because they did a bunch of research on what cannabis can do, especially if you ingest like RSO, uh, honeys, just anything. If you can eat it, it will help your intestines so much. And we got him to smoke again. And so once we got him to smoke again, we kind of just started like ease and mom into it she already knew that i smoked and that i was in the streets doing my thing so i just we didn't really know how she was going to take it with dad but we eased her right in it. and once she started researching what it can do and all of that fun stuff she was just like okay this is for marshall doesn't know kat's mom works at the dispensary with kat she's there all the time she actually has the dispensary name in her license in her name or our license in her name like i would never think this after knowing her for the past two years everything nobody thinks that she was so against it before yeah that's really cool it's amazing how it can change people's mindset whenever you explain it to them in a medicine form versus you know the war on drugs form that they've always been trying to tell people that it is and cat's dispensary you guys were one of the first shops open in tulsa weren't you because i don't I mean no we opened in 2019 so i don't know how many were open in tulsa at the time i need to look it up but we opened in 2019 chris and i were selling flour at the time and we were selling to you guys yeah i mean you guys have been open a long time they have literally the cutest dispensary in tulsa it's it's we so had to take some of the cute. tapestries down. We had to take fifty percent down. Fire marshal said really? you have to see fifty percent of your wall. Oh my gosh, yes. that's silly. That's the silly. It's it was so dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. He said, and actually, I think it was a she at the time. So the fire marshal said that if we have a flame retardant material, mm-hmm. we can put the dispensary back exactly the way that it was. So I was like, I'm on it. Like I'm I'm yeah. looking for fire retardant material now tapestries makes sense or some i'm sure you could spray something on them yeah or or like get them printed on or something like that you know i'm thinking about it that's definitely worth it yeah because yes you walk into their dispensary and it's like covered floor to ceiling in tapestries it looks like you're walking into like a hippie basement and it's just all vibes and it's it's the greatest we wanted to make it super comfortable and we wanted to like layer decorate and not really choose on like a theme you know per se and so we just went with like the old school like hippie comfortable vibe 
kind of give you a place to feel like home. It definitely is. What's it like now versus the way it was besides the tapestries? Um, just the, really the, just the tapestries. We've changed a couple things on um, pricing. Um, but other than that, the, everything's pretty much same, same out the door pricing and just less tapestries on the wall. But they have little shops. They have cute gifts. They have all kinds of cannabis, obviously. Yes. Um, just but all their stuff is like super cute and they have tons of variety and tons of other stuff like yeah, we have a little uh, head shop in the back and like consignment area in the back yeah so a local artists can come and consign just like whatever we have an in-house resin person that does like those tumbler cups and the resin jewelry and she makes like the different resin trays and stuff like that she's got all of her stuff in there we have the cooper and company jewelry and just different little artists back there they come and hang up all their stuff their artwork yeah has that been a big thing i guess for the way you guys have it was in the beginning and i like to give it it's like a word of mouth it kind of helps with word of mouth you know like if somebody wants something made by one of those artists and they can't really necessarily get it right now like there's a storefront they can come to the groovy cats and pick out anything they want right now in person so i was really trying to use it as more of a uh free word of mouth just because I really like to make um, organic. I, I specialize in branding. So I like to create that organic like fan base and that support base support system. And so I really wanted to start it off organically and not, you know, pay for likes and subscribes and stuff like that. I didn't want to pay for weed maps. We are a really small family owned business. So adding those extra expenses on gets a little, gets a little hard. All right. What do you think uh, has been the biggest changes over the industry in the past couple of years? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Um, I like the fact that they, you know, raised uh, for growers and processors on the um, amounts that they can test. You know, instead of every 10 pounds, you got like every 50 pounds. Because um, I know that that gets really pricey. And if they have to pay for that, we as dispensaries have to pay for that as well, which we have to turn around and have the patients pay for it. Um, I just really want to see more education, more education on it. And I think the labs need to change. I hear a lot of people who have a lot of problems with labs. They're failing for something, but if they take it to another lab, they're not failing for something. People will pay for full panel testing, but they don't get it like, I would say that's definitely the number one complaint we hear nonstop. Labs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the only thing that's like the biggest thing that needs to change besides education and the way that they have some of the loopholes because there's always gray areas, but they've got to plug the holes in the black market. What do you mean? Uh, somehow people are selling out the back door, you know, like out in all I hear all the time. I at least you mean dispensaries, dispensaries, processors, growers, they're all selling out the back door to the, to the streets. And we hear at least a minimum of 20 times a day at the groovy cats, like, Oh, so-and-so lets me buy all the time without my card. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to go back to so-and-so because I'm not doing it. Like I know that narcotics and OMMA is out here walking around and I know they got secret shoppers and I know the moment that I step out of line, like they're going to be right there waiting. So like, I'm not doing it. So there's got to be a way that we can figure out how to stop that flow and figure out a way I don't, I don't know, to see how it happens. Like, I mean, we all see how it happens, but, like, how do you stop it? Yeah, it is eye-opening. It was eye-opening to me how many people do not good 
buy the books business so, a lot. So <laughs> I have but, sales reps yeah. that will just come and tell me, oh my gosh, somebody just asked me to sell them 15 pounds in the back parking lot. And I'm like, <laughs> they did what? Like, <laughs> they were, what? 15 pounds? Like, yeah. In the like, back, they want them to meet them in the back parking lot. 15 pounds, no paperwork, no testing, no manifest. Here's cat, just the same, same like the streets. Here's cash money. Let me roll away. Like, mm. well, and it's definitely affecting the dispensary market because I mean, there's just what, where I mean, are all the patients? We want to know where all the patients are because all of us dispensaries who are following the rules, it's like there's not a really steady flow of patients anymore. So, like, where's all the patients? Oh, so you mm-hmm. think that's uh, you think that's because of the black market? I think I think so. Why would they go and pay a hundred and four dollars for their medical marijuana card whenever they can get that same quality that's being sold out the back door on the streets for the same price? Oh, I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be legal and stay out of trouble, but yeah, that's that would be the only reason. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting. We, uh, my even the doctors will are asking the same thing that write the recommendations. They're saying that their renewal rates are really down. I. I always find that interesting because if you look at OMMA's report, it says that the patient cards are going up every time they report it. And I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm wondering if it's in certain areas of the state more so. Or Or maybe it's just new patients. I don't know. But it, I mean, it's always hopeful that the number keeps going up but it doesn't seem like it is consistent with what's going on in the market yeah it doesn't make sense some some of the things just don't match those numbers right it doesn't make sense but i don't know so we got less people renewing but omma says that they got more coming in yeah they said they they like their numbers are always going up yeah the card numbers of of patients current patients is always going up every time they report their well, monthly okay, numbers yeah well it because they wouldn't want to go backwards they wouldn't well if people's take... cards expire and then they don't renew their the number goes down well, not for them <laughs> they're always meeting the higher you know hey we're hitting this goal hey we're hitting this this many people Maybe so. I mean, well, I mean, for us, we look at it, and yeah, I completely understand your side. I'm just like, for them, they're always going to want to say, yeah, we hit this. Hey, yeah, look at us. They're yeah, not, look at us go. We're making yeah. all this money. Or we're bringing in all these people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> bringing in all these people, all this revenue. Look but, at us go. But you think a lot of people are just getting it. You think that's why the numbers are going down? You think it's all black market? You I think so. I think it's black market, and I think that... What about economy? Do you think the economy is just taking a hit, and we so think, people don't have enough money? We feel like it's both. Um, we, If you notice, everybody's hiring, and they can't keep anybody. Mm-hmm. Some people are strictly moving to just drive throughs too, because there's a lot of people that aren't working. So I feel like the economy and the mix between that and the black market and them finding the dispensaries where they had a card... And they can still walk in even though their card is expired. 
so they're able to still purchase from that dispensary, even though that dispensary still knows that their card is expired, they still let them do it anyways. So they're finding those people who will still sell to them. I mean, because I want to say that the economy is some of it, but like if you all, if you think back to the streets, think back to the streets, we all did whatever we had to do to get a sack. Always, always. And the streets kept running. We were in the streets for how many years? And so that's why I'm really thinking it's just the it's just the black market taking back over because it's cheaper to just sell out of your living room than it is to have all this overhead and taxes. Yeah, I bet you it's the taxes too. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Taxes. <laughs> well yeah. Isn't it one, like twenty it's about twenty percent, isn't it? Um, I'm what do you mean? Which tax? What do you, oh, what yeah, tax are you so. talking about? I think altogether, yeah, it's like 17, 18%. 17% yeah. to the patient? Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a 7% cannabis tax, and then Tulsa is 8.9 something. something. Or 8.75 yeah, I think so. Nine, yeah, whatever. So it's like something like that. 17%. Yeah. I was close, almost 20. Yep, almost 20%. But they're talking, one of the bills that's going to Senate and House and the governor right now i heard is proposing to up the tax which the taxes will go up it's inevitable i mean especially if it goes federally legal then we'll have to pay a federal tax but so but taxes will and those go of up. us on the dispensary side already pay a federal tax that we have to come out of pocket for because we don't charge federal taxes to patients Explain that. We have to pay to be Pablo Escobar. Pretty much. So, because I, I didn't know that you you could do this before uh, we opened the dispensary, but you can pay uh, a tax stamp and federal taxes to be a, a dealer on your couch, literally. So that way when... If you are to ever get caught up or if you're to ever get in trouble, they can't get you for taxes or tax evading or nothing like that because you paid your taxes. So even though it's federally illegal, all of us in these legal states who are a, and it's only dispensaries because we're not a wholesaler, so processors and growers don't have to pay it, but dispensaries have to pay a federal tax even though it's federally illegal. That way they don't ever come back on you that you have federal tax evasion. Yep, pretty much. Got to pay to play. Because everybody just wants a piece of the pie is really what it is at the end of the day. Everybody just wants to make sure that their pockets are filled. Yeah. Everybody's got to hustle. Yeah. Everybody's got to make that money. Everything's about money. Mm -hmm. And taxes are ridiculous. They they are ridiculous. I mean, we tax everything so many times it's so crazy so many times we've so crazy it's a land of the free though (laughs) (laughs) all right so what'd you bring us today Uh, you got a whole smorgasbord i do i have a whole smorgasbord i brought the whole tasty farms thc side of the line so i bought brought a tincture a honey a muscle bomb RSO, rosin, and a mushroom mix, and pre-rolls. Okay, now you're talking. Talk to me about the muscle rub. So I, you said you have spinal what? I have spina bifida. Spina bifida. Yes. Okay. So there's many different forms of it. My form is I have a 
split a dual cord from my shoulder blade all the way down. And then every other disc in my back is missing. So it kind of just like created my, I just kind of created my own spine. And uh, it has like a lot of nerve, a lot of nerve problems. There's just different like organs that I can't feel or like different skin areas that I can't feel. And I they can't really tell you where it comes from or like if it, you know, because it's not genetic is what they say. So we don't know where it came from, but I have it. Yeah. So I, 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 I have spinal stenosis. Okay. So it's where your my spine collapsed itself. Yeah. And so the the interesting part about my nerves is yeah, like there's times that I can't feel things. Like my whole head just kind of like blanks out for like literally split seconds. Yep. And then one of the weird things has been trying to figure out how to rewalk because a lot of times my feet will just go away that I'm not like I have to rework my. It, it is weird. Yeah. Right? Like I, I get new feelings of nerves and muscles starting to twitch and. It, it's really interesting. So that's why I was like, okay, I love the idea of the, I, I use a couple different rubs. Okay. So talk yeah. to me about your rub. Um, so Tasty Farms makes all of their THC line out of the THC RSO that they make. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a, just a CBD line only as well. And they make it out of the CBD RSO. Um, RSO is active and it's way more potent than just making your average, you know, oil or butter. So whenever you use that in like a topical like this with like peppermint or like cayenne pepper or something like that, it opens up your pores so your pores soak in more of all the goodness. But what a lot of people are missing too is that you need the whole plant. Like especially whenever you have like nerve pain and you deal with like that daily body pain, you need the whole plant. It has a lot of benefits as a whole, and they complement everything within the plant complements each other when they're together. So having it like that is like one of the most amazing things. And uh, theirs is a uh, push up, so you can push up the. Uh, I can't think about what it's called. Sorry, you just push it up from the bottom, and then you just. Oh, kinda, ro- I think they call them rollers. Like a roller, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so instead of like the roller, how you have to squeeze it, you uh-huh. just push this up and push it back well, it's down. It's like the natural deodorant. It's like oh, a little gotcha. chapstick yeah. kind of, or a push pop. Yeah, like push a little pop, push yeah. pop. Yeah, there you go. That's push the word pop. I was looking for. All right, now I do a lot of RSO too, so talk to me about your RSO. So the RSO that we have is, we're actually changing the packaging too. That's one of those twist-up ones. Um, it is super yummy, the processor um, that is going to make it with the ladies now makes a 2-to-1, a 5-to-1, an 8-to-1. Pretty much anything you want on process on um, RSO. Yeah. Do you know anything about what's in it? Um, everything. Everything. Let me see if my testing's right here. I think it's right here. Can I open it? Yep. Go for it. The honey is a body rub too. I did. Yeah. Te- I didn't really. Technically, thought- you can rub it on. Yep. Uh, testing. I was thinking edible honey. It's the best honey. Uh, I have had three people use it for whenever they got sick. They just put it in their teas and their coffee. Oh, my gosh. It's so delicious. I don't, I don't know why, but I'm going to need help opening it. Huh? I can't figure out how to open oh, it. Child proof. So that one is 425 milligrams of THC and 11 milligrams of CBD. Oh, there you go. You got it. 466 total cannabinoids and 1.79 on the terps. So, yeah, this so this, this is a bit different, huh? Yeah, it's a twist-up version. How do you... 
Oh, then you stick this on there, and then yeah, you can, or or if you twist it, it'll still come up out. Oh, there you go. Yep, that's pretty cool. You just put it on a piece yeah, of candy, click, your click, finger, click. Yeah. yeah, a cup of coffee. Yeah, I, I usually just stick a dab right there on my yeah. my thumb. And... Is that a gram? Yeah, I like and, that um, container. They um, weigh it out a little bit more than a gram because some people have said that whenever you use those twist up things, sticky. that you don't get all of it out of it. So she weighs it out. To like 1.25, so that way you can get that whole gram out of it. But we're changing it to just those plastic syringes in the Mylar bags. Trying to oh, think yeah, about... yeah, that's the normal... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you think about people who have like different like arthritis or RA and they don't have like... They have a really hard time gripping mm-hmm. stuff. It's really hard to handle those kind of packaging. Well, and yeah, I'll put mine in the fridge too and it gets so hard that sometimes I have to like... Like hit it on the yes. counter, like to get it to so come out. So that is the advantage of the clickers that it, it, you know, if it was cold, you could just click you it could just there. click it and like shove it out of there, yeah. And this mushroom cocoa mix, what's the mushroom mix is awesome. It doesn't have any CBD or THC, so it's actually available for everybody without a card. But it's got reishi, double cordyceps, and the lion's mane, and it comes as a powder, so you can put it in like your coffee, tea, it's, sprinkle it on your plate. This it's, one has turkey's tail and chaga in it too. Yes, it's really I love good chaga. for microdosing. Kind of. Put I've it, never done mushrooms, and uh, they're not the they're not well, your psychedelics. Not, yeah. yeah, they're but just I've never uh, even mixed around with any of these. Really, so um, I have chaga tincture on my desk, and yes. I take it all the time. It is. They are super worth it. it. Mushrooms are actually just like cannabis. They have different strains, like cannabis, and they each do different things. Why do you take the Chaga, you said? Chaga. Um, Chaga has lots of different benefits, but I've been taking it like when people are sick around me because it's antiviral and I feel like it really does help my clear up my sinuses and keep me oh. from getting sick. Yep. We have keep a couple ladies that buy yeah. the uh, <laughs> double cordyceps mushroom gummies that we have at the Groovy Cats and they said that they don't take any more um, allergy medicines because of the cordyceps mushrooms. I wonder if um, the drugstores have seen a shift with people in Oklahoma because I feel like I don't take as much Tylenol or whatever, sleeping pills or, you know, like I don't take any of that stuff anymore because I'll just take a gummy or I'll smoke. Yep. And a lot of people are trying to come off of that big pharma thing. And so they're being educated on what like the natural herbs can do. So now they're starting to go to like natural grocer Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and get the natural herbs and uh, all the different just natural stuff. Because there's even different stuff that you can mix with your smoke and your RSO that -hmm. will amplify, you know, your just like like an elderberry, you know, it'll be like good for your health and stuff like that. So. I wonder if there has been a big shift in that. Yeah. It's, it'd you be interesting. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that Walgreens has seen some <laughs> just change, but I wonder how much. Yeah, I wonder it's if in- it's actually enough. I don't know. Yeah. COVID really <laughs> hit the cold and flu aisle hard. It really <laughs> did. I haven't seen too much of a shift. I feel like in more natural stuff, like I feel like maybe Walgreens and Walmart would maybe carry more natural stuff. Mm-hmm. But like uh, my kid can't take uh, any red dye 40. Okay. So when I go to get her ibuprofen and Tylenol, I have to specifically always go to CVS or Walgreens and get the dye free and the alcohol free one. 
and Walmart doesn't carry them. Nobody else carries them, just like hmm. Walgreens and CVS. That has to be becoming more popular, though, because I thought I so mean, too. It's so bad for you. It's I have so many people asking about dye-free stuff now, and I'm like, where is it at? Like, Herb free Herb sixty six does dye-free in their edibles. They don't add any coloring. Is that the H I R B? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go by there. Yeah, they're good. Dang. Okay. I I heard about them and I meant to go by there the other day and I did not get to make it. They're kind of far out. Out they're like in Yukon. El Reno, I El think Reno, is what some yes. in. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's yeah, a good I won't place be, though. I won't be making a trip. Yeah. If you're ever out there, yeah. stop yeah, in. <laughs> I'm always in Oklahoma City, so Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah but El Reno's just a bit out like it it's is. even a little bit it's further. All right. I, go, I gotta go to Duncan. I have to go to Mead, Atoka. Like I'm always down by the oh, road. Oh, it's fun. A road warrior. All right, so do you know this is the funny one about Atoka. Do you know what the Atoka mascot is? What? No. The Wampus Cat. <gasps> What's that? What? Great question. I have no <laughs> clue. But yeah, it's home of the, it's Atoka, home of the Wampus Cats. I got to look for the sign the next time I go down there. What the hell's a Wampus Cat? I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I know Google about Atoka it. is you don't speed because there's little trees in between while you're going down to Dallas. There's those trees right after that stoplight. You do not Mm-mm. speed on Highway 75 anywhere you go through those little towns. <laughs> yeah. <don't>. Nowhere. <laughs> but definitely not Atoka. That's the one that always has cops sitting right there. I went and made my first delivery in Atoka and my friends got caught up during a burn ban one time. They threw a cigarette out the window and they all went to jail because there was <gasps> weed in the car. And I went and made my first sale, and I like was like, oh, my, this feels weird. Let me go make this <laughs> weed sale where you guys all got caught up, and you guys got these charges on your record. Did you send them a message? I need to. I need to be like, you hey, guess what a, I did. You know, taking a picture out there <laughs> with a big bag. <laughs> like, hey, remember when? <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, all right, so then you brought some flour, too? Yes, I have uh, Moroccan glue flour, and then pre-rolls are platinum garlic. Oh, so you brought... Yeah, I have flour. I don't know where it's at, but I have flour. I don't know where it's at either. Okay, but you brought some pre-rolls? I did. My pre-rolls are platinum garlic, and I don't have any of that in the flour right now, but it'll be coming back out soon. All right, now what? You talk to me. Do you know much about platinum garlic? Um, I love platinum garlic. Let me see what the crosses are, though. That's the only thing I don't know. I love anything garlic. What is it about garlic you like? I, and I don't know. There's something. I need to look that up, too. But there's something <laughs> in the terpene. Yeah. There's something in one of those terps in the garlic or like in like the Gorilla Glue and the Girl Scout cookies that I just absolutely love. It's a relaxer for me. It makes my back feel really relaxed. Mm. I was just a Gorilla Glue kind of makes me kind of get a little bit uppity, if I remember right. That's what everybody tells me all the time. And I'm but like, for you, Dang. Oh, I'm stony baloney yeah. on it. Same thing with Girl Scout cookies. It's really, they're really relaxing. Yeah, it's there's a terpene in it. Yeah. I'm that way with some people's Blue Dream and Green Crack. Uh-huh. I will smoke those and go right to sleep. Yeah, no, I, not, <laughs> not me, yeah. Green Crack, I definitely, I don't do that anymore. I, green Crack was a fun one I used to I used to enjoy. But Blue Dream has always been my go-to. Okay. I've always loved Blue Dream. Uh, but I, now... It, I haven't seen any Green Crack in a while. I haven't either. Did it just get phased? XJ XJ knocked it out. (laughs) Maybe. Well, what happens is um, like everyone starts growing it and then everyone stops growing it because everyone that's going to happen with Mac, I'm sure. 
I mean, there's a few people that study oh, grow Oklahoma mac. Native but, roots will forever grow yeah. mac number one caps cut, and it is the best in the state. But there are whose is Oklahoma Native roots. Okay, she won first place for uh, Whoville at Green Grow Fest last year, but she has mac number one caps cut. Uh huh. Fucking to die for. Oh my god, it is amazing. It's like the best Mac you'll ever smoke. Hmm. Yeah. I've seen some good ones and yeah. Bigger staff buds. Yeah, she okay says that well, they claim to fame as their Mac, but they've started growing other things and I've started Mac will always be there. Everybody's that said, Oh, this is my signature strain isn't growing it anymore because everybody's growing this strain now. And I'm like, Well, dang, now nobody has it. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, no mimosa is any like I can't find mimosa anymore. Seven Leaf has a really good mimosa right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love theirs. But Seven Leaf usually has, yeah, Yeah. they usually have some pretty good flower. Mm hmm. Have you heard of Zenoa? Have you ever tried Zenoa? Yeah. They've got some good shit, too. I tried mm-hmm. to get some donkey butter, but they were out today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donkey, donkey butter is a good donkey one. Donkey butter, yeah. There was one that I smelled at the Cowboy Cup that was like strawberry. Was it strawberry like jelly or strawberry guave or something like that? Whatever it was, it smelled delicious. I really want one. Oh, oh. Sounds delicious. It was delicious. All right. Well, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. All right. Let's do it. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Hey guys, let me tell you about our new happy hour. We are dropping a concentrate happy hour every evening, 7 to 10. Oh my gosh. Concentrates are going to be 20% off. All carts, all concentrates, all syringes come in. 20% off, 7 to 10. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. I didn't hit it twice. Isn't that the shame? You should always hit it twice. Right? Uh, always hit it twice. Always hit it twice. <laughs> yeah. I only hit it once, and that's what happens. <laughs> if you hit it twice, it's always better, right? You just got to puff, puff, pass, you know? <laughs> hit it twice. All right. So we were talking about 10 minutes before I click start. No, it was about a minute <laughs> yeah, or so. It was about a minute, yeah. About a minute or so. But we learned that uh, you were smoking, taking dabs of... Uh, I was taking a dab of black garlic. And I was taking black cherry punch. Yes, rosin. Yeah. Rosin. Both Katie and I took a little. Katie, mm-hmm. what'd you think? It was good. It tasted good. I didn't cough, even though we're talking about coffee yeah, and rosin and um, it being solventless. Yeah, that's where but we went. It was I, really good. I uh, die hard now, have to be solventless. Any time I hit anything, it's just as soon as then I could do it in the morning. I could, t- and then I, I might maybe cough a little, but I'm okay throughout the day. As soon as I lay down, I just start coughing again, unless I've been solventless throughout the day. Okay, so I haven't, I can't take, I haven't been a- been able to take dabs. Very first time I took dabs, I coughed for like almost an hour straight. And I've always asked and just told people that it's from all the anesthetics because I've had 80 surgeries. So every time that you have a surgery and you go all the way under with anesthetics, they're like legally killing you and it shuts down your lungs. So we have to do the breathing treatments to restart the lungs and open them back up. So I've always wondered if it's just because it's so concentrated and because there is a lot of things that go into making dabs as far as like chemicals and stuff or whatever that they have to do as far as their process go into dabs 
So yeah, I'm almost wondering if maybe it's just because you haven't had clean dabs because I haven't been able to smoke any kind of dabs until I met my boyfriend who used to work in an unknown company and made dabs. (laughs) Um, And when he started bringing them to me, I don't you just saw me take a, a pretty fat one and I've never been able to take any kind of fat dabs like that ever in my life and now I have a brand new Puffco yeah. and all the puff, you know Puffco like accessories that go with it and I'm a dabbing fool now so I'm almost wondering if it has something to do with you just don't your body doesn't like that or maybe you just haven't had like a super super clean super clean dab now I want to get you like a sample of his yeah dude and uh and let you take a dab in the morning and tell me if you cough 12 hours later at night (laughs) it's just so weird that that takes effect on you way later in the day I've always I agree and it's only when you lay down at the end of the day yeah pretty much like I said I mean I might here and there take a cough but I could be fine completely throughout the day I lay down and I'm ready to go and it just I'll just start coughing. It's crazy. Weird. Okay. Like it's just sitting in your lungs all day. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's like, almost what I'm thinking. Like it's like sitting in your lungs all day and it's like got to come out and like cough and I don't know. That's weird. That is weird. So you just started okay. doing dabs? I just started doing dabs. Yeah. A little over a year ago. Okay. I just couldn't yeah. do it. I just couldn't do it. It was so heavy and harsh. I don't know. Everybody's. And I've tried, you know, I started, you know, following Colorado's cannabis uh, and their journey like 10 years ago when they medically legalized and I couldn't even smoke any of their concentrates. Mm. I still to this day can't smoke any of their concentrates. So speaking of dabs, uh, we've got to give a shout out for dabs. Uh, dab the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> dab the fuck up. Blazing yeah. Chad. Blazing Chad. Yeah. yeah. He messaged me the other day. Yeah, yeah. His, that's that's his little hashtag or whatever. So yeah, that's dope. Guy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, blaze the fuck up. No dab. The oh, fuck dab up. the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, blazing Chad. Blazing Chad. Okay. Yeah, fun guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's your go-to constant dabs now? Uh, it'll be Tasty Farms. <laughs> whatever, whatever Alex makes. I don't know what it is with the way that his process is with it. Um, it. That's why I was saying. I wonder if it's the cleanliness of the, the dabs that you've tried because, I feel like that's what makes it so light and easy on on me. Is he like double, triple, quadruple, like extra cleans his? Um, when he was working at the undisclosed company that he was working at before I, we brought him over here to tasty farms, he would bring dabs home and we would try him kind of like Mm -hmm. as QC and he would watch me. And if I would cough more than like a little couple coughs, he would do whatever he has to do. Like, you know, put it back Mm -hmm. into the purging oven or whatever and do what he has to do to make it better. And then two, three days later, he'd come back with that same strain and I'll take a smoke of it and I'll be like, Oh that was much better. Like it was much. So I'm almost wondering if that's it. I want to find you a little sample. Could you um, taste the difference each time? You can taste the difference. Yeah. You can taste it. It's, um, I always tell everybody like it's in the exhale for me because there's some dabs that I take that are 
10 12 dollars a gram to the patient mm-hmm. out the door at a dispensary and when i take a hit in it tastes okay with the terps but when you go to exhale it just tastes real chemically yeah. it burns and there's no more uh terps like you can't taste the what strain it is anymore mm-hmm. or anything like that and with his you can it's terpy all the way through on the inhale and the exhale i hate to even offer that stuff sometimes because you know it's putting chemicals in their lungs yeah and like, it's just not a clean product good product it's definitely not a medical <laughs> every product. i was gonna say every time me and the girls we have a show that's coming out called can i talk about it and every time we pass these signs that are like eight dollar dabs out the door five dollar mm-hmm. dabs out the door we're like well i wonder how medical that is mm-hmm. i wonder what that testing looks like <laughs> yeah i wonder what that smokes like uh, the <laughs> terpenes on we were doing black cherry punch, tested in at six forty-five. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. All right, I yeah. tasted it too. I mean, it was yeah. it was really tasty. You could, you yeah. Could. So earlier we were t- kind of talking about it's winter time. So do you feel like people are smoking more concentrates right now instead of flour because they don't want to go outside in the cold right now? It's freezing outside. Well, I think. And we, I, I feel like I've seen just more concentrates coming into the market. That too, yeah. I think I, I don't know why. There just seems to be more people okay. going that way. There's a lot of growers, I feel like, ha- have come to me, almost all of them, and said, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have rosin. And then also, like, the edible companies, the gummy companies have switched to more of a live resin mm. or a full spectrum edible and yeah it's definitely the market is shifting with from distillate to i love hearing that even wana is coming out with full spectrum rosin gummies which is huge to me lit a a big brand like wana yeah that's huge because i don't even know if they have that in colorado i don't think so i think um oklahoma is really the ones kind of leading that for them and how awesome i love that we need more of that um there was a there was a time whenever we would tell people like if you don't have a full spectrum or RSO edible like don't even waste your breath coming in to try and sell to us. Um, I've moved all of our patients over to full spectrum and RSO edibles. So when I buy a distillate edible and they come in and spend their money on it, it's a waste to them. It doesn't it doesn't do what my full spectrum and my RSO does. Um, but Deidre at APCO did make a really good point that we should still keep good quality distillate edibles mm-hmm. around for those people who can't break down RSO or full spectrum if it's like too much for them. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a place for it in the yes. market. But it's, I think if like Colorado and California, if your markets are more corporate, that it takes like more of a place in the market than it should because yes money and thankfully we have so much variety here that we're getting i'm all about the full spectrum for the medical side of it i i love that i'm glad that everybody's going more that way well and the education that's what helps i know i know some of these people just won't listen though (laughs) (laughs) they just won't listen well that's the case with people all the time <laughs> like in every industry i still have patients that'll argue with me that it's all about the thc and i'm just like ah, do people okay. come into groovy cats and want 
really, yeah. really high THC. What's the highest THC flower you got? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, really? And you can just tell which ones that'll be like open to the conversation conversation, mm-hmm. and which ones that'll just be like, nope, I'm not listening right. to you. Yeah. Like, I know how the highest THC is what's going to get me, you know, the most stoned or whatever. And even on the sales rep side of it, um, being out here selling for the co-op that we're starting and, and selling for, there's some dispensaries that won't even speak to me if I don't have a 26% THC 26. or higher wow. on my flower. And I'm like, I don't even want to fucking talk to you. Like yeah. you have no education. 26%. And like, you know, if you That's go back crazy. and you do some of the lineage research on some of these strains, there's some strains that won't test over a 19 or won't test over an 18. Well, and honestly, like the patients are really getting a disservice on that end too. Cause I, some of the best flower is testing at like 14%. And yeah. like I, as a dispensary won't buy it because I know people, patients well, aren't going to buy it. Yep. So but it's always like my most favorite strain. It, I know, me too. <laughs> like, it's me too. We like, bought a biodiesel one. one time that was testing at a at 13%, but the terps were super, super high. Uh-huh. And man, it really made you really just, I mean, stony baloney locked in the couch. And everybody wanted it because it smelled great. Mm-hmm. It stank up the whole room. Even your little gram jar, if you pop it open, it would stink up the whole room. Everybody wanted it, and they would always want to look at the testing. It was testing at 13%. 13. And they would always get so pissed, and I'm like, listen, buy you a gram. <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Buy you a gram, and then come back and talk to me. And every single person that bought a gram came back and at least got an eighth. Yeah. Every time. I had never thought I'd be buying anything that's 13%. And I'm like, I keep telling you guys, stop going and looking at the numbers. Look at the testing if you want, because you want to know, like, what terps you like the most mm-hmm. and, you know, what you don't and what you want your, you know, flavors. But go with your nose. Yeah. See, I know that, you know, COVID has made it really hard for people to, you know, smell or whatever. But if you can still find those dispensaries that let you smell it or those of us who do, like, the fan situation that's, like, on the top where you can still smell it, you or your trust your bud tenders. I mean, they really know what they're talking about and what they, they yeah. can describe the strains really well. And if oh. you educate yourself on the terps, you can look at the testing and be like, okay, these are the terps that I like. Mm-hmm. They smell like this to me, so I know I'll like it. So you can look at the testing and okay, do the terps Okay, so that's too. where I was going to – thanks. So let's come back to that because I was going to say we used to do a lot of that with uh, like the early episodes, right? We'd have these big bags and everybody was smelling – flower and i'm the guy that was always like okay what are we looking what what, what are we supposed to be smelling what are we smelling you know and why are we smelling these yeah, bags yeah. So, <laughs> w- what is it about the terpenes that then that's why we like a certain smell um there's just different things for terp like there's just different things within your body like for instance we had a patient who was allergic to oranges and she was buying um agent orange mimosa orange julius like all these orange straights it was all these citrusy strains she was getting her throat would hurt and be scratchy and it would give her a headache and it would just be to the point it was almost to the point where she was about to quit smoking 
cannabis. She thought it had something to do with the cannabis. And so she came over and she lived like all the way out in Uluga or something like that and came all the way out to us at Groovy Cats. And she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, okay, well, tell me about you. Like, what do you want to fix? What do you like? What do you don't like? And we went through all this stuff and she would smell them and she would like the smell of them. She loved the uh, orange Julius that we had. But then she told me she was allergic to oranges and I put the orange Julius back down and she was like, I want that one. And I was like, if you're allergic to oranges, it's probably going to give you a headache terpenes are in everything they're in plants they're in fruits they're in veggies they're more concentrated in cannabis they're yeah if you're allergic to the oranges if you're allergic to oranges you're you could possibly get a headache Mm -hmm. scratchy throat from anything that has that orange terpene that citrus terpene and that's what she was gravitating to which is what her body was That's liking the which smell, is weird which is that she liked confused. the smells yeah. of it because she's definitely a weird case on that end because she liked the smell of it um but a couple of the ones that she liked the smells of that were oranges kind of had that diesel gassy um undertone so i took her to more of the indica side and the hybrid side and showed her some of those and she loved those and once we got her away from the oranges and stuff like that she no more headaches her throat didn't hurt Nothing like um, that. If I smoke something, um, I like it'll take like five minutes and then my throat will get real scratchy. And I know it's the terpenes that are like literally making my throat feel like it's. So how do I use smell <laughs> to figure out that I don't want to be like that? You're. You're just learning. You just like, won't. Yeah. It'll just be something that you have to note, you know, and if you don't like the smell of something, you're probably not going to like the smoke of it. It'll either make your throat scratchy or you just, or it won't do anything for you. Like purple punch to me does absolutely nothing. It does absolutely nothing. It's everybody's like favorite flower and everybody loves purple punch. But when I smoke it, (laughs) it, yeah, it doesn't, eh, it doesn't do anything. There's no body relief. There's no, there's not even a head high for me and it smells okay. But it's not like, oh, that smells so dank. Like that, like garlic, platinum garlic or something like that. Like I would be like, oh, that smells loud or something like that. But the purple punch doesn't smell anything to me. And it just does nothing as a smoke. I should have Carlos brought in some carbon fiber the other day. He's like saying how great it smelled. It's his favorite. To me, it smelled like so sour, so rotten, like throw up. It was, I was like, that is disgusting. And now having this conversation makes me wonder what the smell what, would have been like for me because I hated the smell of it. Yeah. Now put so. my mom in the mix. Oh, my gosh. What does she think of the smell? When you watch her face, like these poor sales reps will look at her and be like, oh, my God, does my weed smell like shit? Like, why is this woman making this face? <laughs> because some of the things that I'm like, oh, my God, this smells so good. She's like, oh, God, that smells horrible. <laughs> Um, GMO stuff like that GMO and I don't remember what it is but it's like one of those terpenes that's in like those GMOs it smells like stinky feet she swears up and down it smells like stinky feet to her she'll be like oh god that smells horrific I don't know how you're smoking I don't even know how your face is in the bag and I'm like oh this smells so good I went through on some of those yeah there were some times I'd take a big whiff and I'm like the carbon fiber yeah there's some there's just a lot of things and they're like she leans more she likes the sativa ones and the fruity ones like usually she'll be like ooh this one smells good and I don't know why but it's always more sativa leaning when she likes the smell of something but she does not smell cannabis the same way that we all smell it huh 
she does not it does not smell to her the same way that it does to us hmm. huh that's interesting yeah that me and my sister just will be all giddy and look at each other on one and she'll be like oh that one's horrible Ugh, i don't <laughs> want to get that one and we're like oh that's the best if she makes a horrible <laughs> face when she goes to smell your bag and it's like horrible where she wants to gag it's like you know <laughs> that it'll sell within like 48 hours like the quarter pound will be gone in like 48 hours like just the anti-smeller <laughs> yeah yeah, and I feel so bad for some of the sales reps and the people that don't know because they're just like, they just want to like grab their stuff off the counter and be like, oh, I'm so sorry to offend you. And I'm like, no, 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 she's weird. She's allergic. So she doesn't, you know, don't pay attention to her face. No, just flip it back around on and be like, well, I'm going to need it for. It'll be like, yeah, hey, man, can we get this for like real on the cheap cheap? Because she didn't like it, but I like it. Maybe we have to use that one time. Yeah. Tag team go. that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> All right, Kat. This is a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Uh, where do people find you on social? Um, on social media, you can find me, Kat Will, K-A-T-W-I-L, on Facebook. And then Instagram is Miss Kat Will, M-I-S-S-K-A-T-W-I-L. And then the Groovy Cats is on Facebook. It's a like page. And Groovy Cats Peace, P-E-A-C-E, on Facebook and Instagram is uh, our backup pages. Cats with a C or a K? Cats with a C. Okay. Anything tie-dye that you see, it's probably us. Tie-dye everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Katie, where do people come find Kush? You can find us on social media at Kush Dispo Tulsa and Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore on Instagram, Facebook. And then you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. All right. Sounds great. And you can find us at Kush Life Podcasts on Instagram, Facebook, or any major podcast platform. Kat, thanks so much for bringing everything in. Thanks for everything you're doing for patients. And uh, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life.